Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who can? It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried With. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, an aromatherapist, and I love films. As Steve Wozniak once said, never trust a computer you can't throw out a window. And some people thought that Jim and Andy film was real. Hmm, that's interesting. Good point. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, Sharon Stone, and even Leddy McPambles. But this week, it's the brilliant comedian, Mr. Luke McQueen. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get 15 minutes extra chat and questions with Luke and an amazing secret from him. There's no video this week, but you can get videos for most of the episodes and all sorts of other stuff. Just check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So here's the news. I'll be doing a live resurrection episode of the podcast for the Unmute Festival with the great star of Instagram, Al Green, returning live to your screens on October 24th at 9pm. You can get your tickets at the Unmute Festival website. As for TV, if you haven't started yet, you can now watch the whole of season one of Ted Lasso on the Apple TV Plus app. Watch it, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll feel good inside. And if you're in America, the third episode of Soulmates is on AMC this Monday and it was co-written by me, Will Bridges and the brilliant and wonderful Jessica Knappett. You know her from Drifters. I love her. She's amazing and it is well worth a watch. It will make you question your relationship in a fun way. So Luke McQueen is one of my favourite comedians. If you don't know his work, it's quite hard to describe. He sort of, he makes stuff. He's sort of in a character. The character is called Luke McQueen, but it's never him. And it's often sort of a wind up, but in a way that's like, not like anything else you've seen. It's so funny and amazing. But the thing is, he hates doing interviews. He hates being himself in public. He doesn't like doing press. He, he doesn't do podcasts. He didn't want to do this podcast. He listens to it. We didn't want to do it, but we are friends. And I was like, come on, do the podcast and do it as yourself. It'll be great. And he was like, I hate being myself. And I was like, I'll be nice to you. It'll be great. And eventually I sort of wore him down. <laughs> but I think, oh, and by the way, we recorded this months ago, long before lockdown happened. And we actually recorded it face to face, came over. But I think, look, the truth is, I think you'll hear it took about five minutes to get him into it, to relax him. But once he did finally sort of let go, 
he was as fascinating and as brilliant and as interesting as I knew he would be. And I think you're really going to love it. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 117 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by a writer, an actor, a prankster, a comedian, a podcaster, a hero, and a very brave boy. Please welcome to the show, doing his first proper podcast, it's Link McQueen! <laughs> Thanks. This is not my first one, I did Brian Gittins and Friends one. As yourself? Yep. Okay, well it's no longer the exclusive I promised the audience, it is just another podcast <laughs> with Luke McQueen. Hello Luke, thank you for doing the show. Pleasure. No, I don't want to put you on a spot you don't love being yourself, do you? I just don't, don't I don't see the point. Mm. Like, <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're in the entertainment industry, mm. then entertain, that's it. Strangers shouldn't be interested in anything else other than you entertaining them. Yeah. So I just don't, don't see the point. Yeah. As I say, thanks for coming. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. it's different because you're my friend, so I'm just, you know, we're hanging out. This is a nice thing to do. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be doing anything else today. Be on my own. This is the only, only way I hang out with people now. It's like, if we're hanging out, put a mic on. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming over. It is Sunday. You're at my place. That storm that everyone's been banging on about is happening. Yeah. It's well stormy though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting... They weren't lying. It's getting really good now. I think you're going to have to live here now. I've got you. I'll look forward to being out of, out in there later. Yeah. Luke, what have you been up to? Horrible, um, horrible question. Yeah, awful question. Yeah. I resent myself for asking it. I feel like I should have done a bit more prep. Yeah. I should know what you've been up to and then ask you about it. Have you stopped making How Why Is Your Bottom So Dirty? With Lou Sanders. We did stop making it. Um, why? Because uh, it just, uh, we just sort of thought, what's the, what's the point of this then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was it was funny. We both thought it was funny, and, and Ben that was sort of producing it. But um, you know, we weren't making any money, and and you kind of think, well, what's the point? But actually, when we stopped doing it, we ended up getting loads of messages from people saying, "Where is it?" Mm. Uh, so maybe we'll do some more because it was pretty easy to do. It was fun. Yeah. But I just don't. Your podcast is very smart, you. and uh, it's you know it's great, and you can you can do it sort of even without you. You know, with friends and family, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, I guess I'm not really. The thing works without me. It's very easy to copy your idea, and that's why a few people have. (laughs) Yeah, quite a few people have, haven't they? Yeah, and they tweet me about it quite proudly. (laughs) Proudly saying, "I've stolen your idea." You go, "Wow, okay." Well, at least the lawyers could see the trail. (laughs) Did you get to the bottom of that? So they had they because I I thought it might have been a one-off. I think I, I think it was a one-off. That's not too bad, then. I think that's fine. Yeah. Actually, it's promotion. It's promotion for, the, for your podcast. Yeah. Um, I hope this storm isn't a problem on the mics. You probably can't hear it. Yeah. Not. It's noisy, though, isn't it? It's lovely. Love dramatic. It. Very I dramatic. Love it. I love a storm. Love it. I had the window open last night, actually. Did you? Yeah. Was it banging about? No, because it wasn't too bad during the night. It's disappointing. Mm. But I love a storm. Why do we like it? A bit drama, isn't it? It's just because it's just uh, yeah, life, life can be a bit boring, and you sort of think, yeah, okay, well, something's happening here now. Yeah, I'm getting splashed. 
<laughs> I'm feeling yeah. something exciting. Yeah, but I like being in the sea. Yeah, and it's really rough. I love. Yeah, it. yeah, I yeah. Love yeah, when it's around. raining and you're in water, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is way, fantastic. You know, when people go, oh, "I nearly drowned." I'm like, "I love it." <laughs> love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Alive. Yeah. I don't, I don't like almost drowning, actually. No? <laughs> no. Okay. I like a gentle little bit of rain. Oh, splashing you want seas, yeah. but rain. Like, I'm like, oh, he looks sort of brave, but really I'm not. I'm very, very safe. Right. No, I like it. It's raining. There's a massive wave. I might be dragged under oh, it. No. I come out. That's very scary. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Luke. I forgot to tell you something. Yeah. Oh, what a donut. I should have told you this when you got it. What with this storm going on? You yeah. coming all this way? Oh. I'll just tell you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, all right. You, no, I'll say it. You died? Yeah. Yeah. How, you died. How did you die? I was, uh, I was at Soho Farmhouse. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it was uh, drizzling. Yeah. And I wanted to go for a swim, yeah. like we were talking about. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to, actually, but there was uh, basically a very um, attractive person who basically got me to go um, in the pool. And so I went, I went in the pool, and um, then she drowned me. <laughs> yeah. Did you know this person? No, just thought, oh, this is great, Lo- like, loving life, so farmhouse, a bit drizzly, but it's nice temperature. Yeah. Really fancy this girl. Um, life's really fantastic here, and then... Yeah, she drowned me. Actively yeah. drowned. You. Yeah, did it on purpose. What were are you like? What were you doing at Soho Farmhouse? I was just there as a, as a guest. Who were you uh, a guest of? My um, friend Shirley. So, so you gone with Shirley yeah. to Soho Farmhouse? Yeah. You together with Shirley? Yeah. Just uh, this, no, 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 we're just friends. Okay, but Shirley has no romantic interest in you. No, no, no. Okay. No, Shirley's a boy. Surname. All right. First name, Roger. So where's Roger gone while you're chasing a woman into a pool? Well, I, well to be honest with you, yeah. I think Roger's put her up to it. Really? Yeah, because so, I don't really know why he's taken me to Soho Farmhouse. No, no, We're no, not no. that good friends. Yeah. And he's asked me for, 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 for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, oh, he keeps saying you must come to Soho Yeah, Farmhouse. because we fell out. And and then you know I was I sort of said sorry and I was like you know do you accept my apology yeah I did I, I was out of order and he said yeah I accept your apology do you want to go to Soho Farmhouse and I thought that's weird to sort of say yeah I accept your apology yeah like you should you know, invite him it's quite to a big gesture yeah exactly and uh, so I thought that was weird but so I said no but then you know he sort of grinded me down and then in the end yeah I went with him and um, yeah this really fit girl got me in the pool and, and drowned me and I think yeah it might have it might have actually been how did she get you in the pool. So like, she said, would you come for a swim with me? Yeah, she just looked, like, looked really hot and <laughs> just said that, yeah. I just, just thought, well, great, of course. Of course just walking past, said, excuse me, I'm going for a swim. Do you want yeah, to yeah, try? yeah. And I sort of turned, Roger gave me a wink. Right. And he said, I'll meet you in the bar afterwards. And so you got in the pool and then she held you down on your shoulders? Yeah, she, well, she basically went, oh, let's see how long we can uh, hold our breath for. Yeah. I'll okay. go first. She went first. Only lasted three seconds. And I thought, well, that's, yeah, not, yeah, she's not very good at this. You're going to win this. Yeah, then I went and uh, never come up again. Wow. Yeah. What had you done to Roger that you had to apologise for? I asked if I could borrow um, a pair of his trousers because yeah. I, was, I was not at home yeah. and I was staying at his house and I was doing a job the next day where I had to have dark black trousers yeah. and he said no because he needed them. But I didn't really feel like that was 
I just thought, look, I need the trousers. I basically just took the trousers. Right. Because I thought he's at, he's at home. He can sort this problem out. Yeah. I'm going to... You're uh, assuming he's got other dark trousers. Yeah, I just thought it would be fine. Yeah. But anyway, he was he was genuinely annoyed about it. I did feel bad about it because I actually thought that's sort of bang out of order. I've asked someone if I could yeah. borrow their trousers. They've said no and I've took them anyway. That's sort of out of order. But stealing, yeah. Yeah, well, borrowing. Borrowing. But I did think, come on, mate, just let me borrow your trousers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know what to do because I had to be at the job at eight in the morning, so I couldn't get any trousers. So yeah, so he killed me, didn't he? So he got. Do you know what this this woman's name was? Oh no, 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 no. didn't get to that stage. She'd literally gone. Do you want to go for a swim with me? Yeah. Yes. Got in the pool. She went. Let's see who can hold her breath the longer. Three yeah, seconds yeah. in, she pops out. You're like, I got you. You yeah. go down. Last yeah. year in. No, last I, I'm, year. obviously, I thought it was all mad. Yeah. But I just thought I'd not been to Soho Farmhouse before. And I thought this is what happens, and this is what happens when you steal someone's dark trousers. Well, and I just thought that's, that's you know people are just there for a good time and. Right, right. Yeah. I've never been, like, is it away? It's not in Soho, I'm assuming. Oh, it's not in Soho, it's about an hour's drive. And so people go and you think, oh, people are going Steak for sexy cabins. Yeah. yeah. That sounds sexy. Yeah, and that's how he got me. Do you worry about death? No, I just think, like, Kirk Douglas died the other day and I thought, that's, that's you know, that's pretty good, he's got 103. And I think, I think that's all I worry about, not getting to... What's your ideal age? <sighs> I think 90. I think if you get to 90, I think you can be like, that's all right. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. What's brought you to 90? Because I think at 90, you, if you're lucky, you can avoid serious health problems. And, and it's just a long time. Mm. I think past 90, someone's past 90, you often think, oh, God, I, I bet they're struggling. I bet they're ill. They might not be. But yeah. like, that's sort of what you presume. Like, I bet life's hard for them. Mm. But, yeah, I think if you get to 90, you sort of think, well, and, and you're healthy. You've done well. Yeah. I, there was a 98-year-old woman who lived around my way and used to sit and talk with her on a bench. Really? Yeah, and she was really interesting, but, like, she was quite open about it. She was sort of like, everyone I know is dead. Mm. Her husband was dead. Her mm. fr- all her friends were dead. Yeah. She had grandchildren, but even her grandchildren were, like, in their 30s, so it was like, you know, she was like, it's pretty boring. Yeah. I guess it's nice in a way that you, you feel like you're going to get to an age where you kind of are happy comfortable dying yeah I think my nan was I remember my nan was she was like I just want to die now really and I think well it's okay then she said that yeah hmm. she was know. old she was nine, She was 93 <coughs> oh, right. so she did well that's good yeah. isn't it do you think there's an afterlife yeah I, yeah, I think it's a nice thing to think why not <laughs> I, well, no, it's, 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 it's better to believe in an afterlife than to not believe in an afterlife of course it is yeah I tell you what I did think the other day though go on and I thought to myself there's no way I can genuinely believe in an afterlife. Like, you know when people say when people die, like, they're sort of, they're still around? Yeah. And after my nan died and I masturbated for the first time, I thought, well, there's no way I can actually believe there's an afterlife because I'm not masturbating in front of my nan. Well, only if there's an afterlife where well, they, they watch you, where your idea well, of the afterlife is your nan is, like, just in your room <laughs> watching you rank it. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. So, but don't you think... Because I do think about that, definitely. Do you? Yeah, and I think, does your nan go, I'll look away now? (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely to watch him about his day, but probably best I leave the room for a bit. I'll go check in on on his sister. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, that would be nice. Are they reading text messages and stuff? Or maybe she's going... I've always wanted to see what he looked like wanking and <laughs> thank God I died and get to see this. What a treat. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the afterlife, just watching. 
Oh, Only people you were never allowed to see, wank, wank. Yeah, yeah. It's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. also, if the afterlife is that, then you're basically like the invisible man, aren't you? You're the invisible man. You're going into dressing rooms, yeah. watching women get undressed. Yeah. You're watching friends masturbate. I don't think I would do stuff. I genuinely don't think I'd... I say... I genuinely don't think I'd like it as if I'm a really good person. <laughs> do you know what? I don't think I would. No, I don't, I, I don't think I would at all. Well, if you were a ghost that could go and watch people, you wouldn't watch people wanking. That's really good of you. <laughs> I reckon you're going to heaven yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. With those credentials. Thank you. Maybe Thank that's you. what happens at the gates. St. Peter's like, if we send you to earth. They test you. An invisible type. Yeah. You can go anywhere you want. What are you looking at? Yeah. And they're like, my grandson wanking? Yeah. I'd watch Roger wanking. Yeah, that's fair. That dirty boy. Do you think Roger's having sex with the lady that killed you? Yeah, yeah. He's into some dark stuff. Yeah. Fucking Roger. Um, well, there is an afterlife, turns out. There's a heaven. Yeah. You can watch anyone masturbate, but only on film. <laughs> uh, they're obsessed with film. Do you like films? Yeah, I do like films, yeah. I often, like... The really good ones I often don't really understand. Right. But the ones that everyone goes, that's brilliant, I feel yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah. No, but I, but, the, but that, that, to, be, to be fair to me as well, there are some films where, some films I just really get, like good, you know, good sort of films that critics love or whatever. Some, I do really get some of them, but some yeah. of them I don't. Well, in this heaven, when they're not watching their grandchildren masturbate, they want to talk about your life through film. Yeah. The first thing they want to know is, what's the first film you remember seeing? Well, this... I mean, it's, you know, it's difficult to pinpoint one, but I remember watching a film... This is going to sound mad. Yeah. A film called uh, uh, Matuzaki. Yeah. I think I pronounced that right. It was a foreign language film. Yeah. Japanese. Yeah. Have you heard of it? What's the translation of that? Um, it means sort of like... Um, sort of wizard witch type thing, which is... From what I can tell, yeah. there isn't a wizard or a witch in the film. <laughs> What's it about? Well, I don't know. Right. I, I Generally, I don't, I don't know. My, my parents, they had this idea that when I was going to be older, or when we were all going to be older, my brothers and sisters as well, uh, that um, basically the Japanese language was going to be the <laughs> main language that everyone spoke. And so that they thought it was a good idea to basically... They, they thought I'd, I'd be able to speak Japanese after I watched this film. So we watched it. Quite a few times. Right. Um, How old were you? I must, you know, four, five. Right. I mean, no, probably a bit, yeah, a bit older than that, maybe. Cause I, I and how many that. brothers and sisters? Two brothers and a sister. Right. And uh, where I, are you I, in I it? think my older brother probably didn't watch it. I'm the youngest. Okay. Yeah, but we watched this film. And With no subtitles? Just the film? Just the film. Yeah, 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 just the film. Absolutely no idea. But the problem was, as well, I then would speak Japanese, because I'd right. repeat some of the stuff that I heard in the film. Yeah. But my parents don't speak Japanese, and no one we know speaks Japanese. So, you know, you, you didn't have a clue where, what I was saying or whether, you know. So you could parrot lines from the film, yeah. but not actually know what you were saying. Yeah. But I remember there was one line that I remembered yeah, from the film. Please. It was something like, Kowa suburta deteramadesu. And what was happening on screen when that line was. No idea. Right. I don't know what was happening in the film. It was like a sort of Mike Lee film. Like, it was, there was no action. There was certainly no, like, wizards or anything. It was just dialogue. And, you know, I think they went... Um, they were sort of, <laughs> like, a holiday park type thing. This, you know, no idea. So you, your mom, you watched this a number of times with your mum and dad? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I don't think they even watched it. I think they might have just stuck it on. <laughs> um, but, but that's what they said. They wanted to try and help us learn Japanese. Mm. And obviously it didn't work. Mad. That is mad, isn't that it? That is mad. I love it. <laughs> and do you think that they'd randomly picked a Japanese film or this was the particular one they'd heard was good? Wizard by uh, Wizard? Or I think it was. I have asked them about it. I, I think it was just random. It was sort of out at the time. That I, uh, yeah, I think they just... Picked up a Japanese film and they've gone. Oh look, aren't we? You know, aren't we great parents? Yeah, I think they probably just want to show off. They have a kid that could speak Japanese. Like, well, yeah, I don't. I don't know if this is working. Speak it. They don't understand what I'm saying. Kowa sobate duramadesu. That's good. I guess that's without the accent. Yeah, no idea what that means. Yeah, because you don't know your parents are weird until you sort of see other people's parents. Yeah, exactly. You don't. Yeah, exactly. You've you got don't no know perspective. You don't know also that that's not sort of the average to watch a film in a foreign language that none of you are understanding repeatedly. No, you've not got a clue. You, you think d- you that's, don't, yeah. that's entertainment? Exactly. You, you've got you, you've got nothing to compare any of that stuff with. You don't know if you, you yeah you don't know if your parents are weird. You know if they're if they're mm. funny in other people's parents are yeah. they? You know you don't know. And then you eventually you know and you kind of know yeah that's 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 what I had. <laughs> Uh, what is the film that scared you the most? I I don't really get scared by films uh, that like you know sort of can't happen like zombies and ghosts and ghouls and stuff. So all those sort of films, yeah, don't really bother me. It's the, it, it's sort of the real stuff. Like I think, God, that that could actually happen. Yeah, uh, those are the films that really scare me. So I think the film that scared me the most was probably Titanic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, because it was like, my God, that could. You know, it did, it did happen. Yeah. Um, and I remember after I watched that film, I, I had nightmares for a week about uh, my girlfriend leaving me for a poor person. be awful because you know that's yeah that, that's a nightmare isn't it mm. that's the that is the main takeaway from that film because mm. no one I don't think that uh, the films reduced the amount of people who went on cruises yeah no exactly yeah no, you're, you're totally right. they're still building ships it definitely increased um, the sort of controlling behaviour of men towards their girlfriends yeah and you don't and you don't even know it's going to happen like you can't even see mm. that like if someone breaks into your house you can see it mm. if you're on a ship but but that's a, a situation that you can't control you can't control who your girlfriend meets in public and mm. whether they're sort of more charming th- th- than you mm. and uh, you know yeah whether they sort of take them away so what do you do to combat that I guess keep them don't let them out of your sight I guess. You, obviously you just got to obviously you just got to you know trust them and uh, you know I get all that but it's, it's still it still obviously gives them the creeps mm. yeah and you're absolutely right. I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? You don't know. Even mm. if you do trust them, they, you don't know who they're going to meet. Yeah. And if they have promised to marry you or whatever, but then mm. they meet someone who it looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. Or is yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. And he was charming as well. Yeah. And I think you do kind of go, well, I need to just make sure I do everything I can because I think uh, the guy that was uh, with Kate Winslet... Mm, Billy Zane, yeah. He obviously wasn't a particularly nice bloke. So you just sort of think, well, OK, well... I can control it a little bit. By being nicer than Billy Zane? Yeah. 
But she was attracted to Billy Zane in the first place. That's the thing, isn't it? It wasn't like... So we obviously had something going for him. Maybe in the beginning she liked bad boys. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's sort of my thing, though, as well. Exactly. So that, you know, if Billy Zane had been charming and sweet at the beginning, she probably wouldn't have gone with him. Yeah. In many ways, she had to grow to fall in love with someone like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I'd say don't change, Luke. No. Be yourself and and hope that the right woman won't fall in love with someone else. Yeah. Uh, Who's poor. Yeah. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. What's the film that made you cry the most? Oh, God. Do you Um, cry? I do cry. Yeah, I do cry. I cry very easily. In fact, I like crying in films. It's nice. Um, do you cry in the, w- the real world? Uh, yeah, but I do it. I, I don't. I don't put it in people's faces. I don't. I, don't see, I, don't, I get what people need. To, I get when some people need to or whatever. But it's not something I need to do. So I don't. Excuse me. Do you cry when you cry in a film? Would you cry if there were other people there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't make a song and dance about it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I've cried next to someone watching a film and they don't, they don't know about it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Not because I'm embarrassed, but it's like, what do you yeah. want to do? Like, advertise that I'm crying next to you. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. No, I agree. What's the film that made you cry the most? Elephant Boy. The Elephant Boy. Oh, shit. The um, prequel to... Um... The Douglas Hickox film. Yeah. You know Douglas Hickox made three prequel films. Like, he was the go-to guy. He really? Did, yeah, he did Zulu Dawn, and he did Dial L for Loser, and really? he did The Elephant Boy, yeah. It was I like a weird... That. I don't know if it was coincidence or people were like, we need a prequel, we go to Dr. Sickles. He was English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like The Elephant Boy. I think it's really underrated. Well, it is underrated. People I think... were, thought it was pointless, but I was like, actually, <sighs> I, it's beautiful. Well, of course, because if you've... Obviously, if you've seen The Elephant Man, you're, you're watching th- this, uh, this kid, Joseph Merrick, you know, sort of yeah. running around, and he's like a cute little kid. Yeah. But as an audience, you're going, well, you know, we know what happens here. And he's, he's sort of... They cleverly sort mm. of see him with his sort of hopes and dreams a little bit, and it's yeah, it's just devastating. That there's that line that really oh, destroyed God, me uh, when his mum says, uh, "What do you want to be when you're older?" And he says, "I, I want to entertain, entertain people, mummy." Yeah. yeah, and you just watch that and go, "My God!" You're thinking, "Well, then he does. He grows up too." Yeah, but that's not what you want, Joseph. No, he's got to be more specific uh, with the universe there, mm. because believe me, you don't want that. Yeah, I just thought, you know, I sort of cried pretty much all the way through that. But what I thought was interesting is uh, towards the end of the... It gets about to about eight and you sort of see the disease starting to uh, mm-hmm. really kick in. And there's a really sort of... It's quite subtle. Yeah. But you see Joseph showing signs of sexism. And even though he's very little and obviously you can't take kids too seriously, I did think that was quite a clever way of the director making you question whether, you know, you should have sympathy for him. Well, yeah, he, he's a more complicated character than he is in The Elephant Man because in The Elephant Man he's sort of a saint but in yeah. The Elephant Boy you go he's actually more human he's more yeah, three-dimensional he's, yeah he's, he's, he can make choices and he can make immoral choices and... mm. yeah yeah there's that scene with that girl yeah where he's like he's yeah. just looking at her chest the whole time yeah and he, he's sort of, and she says my eyes are up here and he goes are they yeah I yeah remember yeah. that I yeah. think like what a fucking and then when she speaks, he, he says something like, put your hand up if you want to ask a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, it, but it is subtle, other than that. Yeah. And he's sort of laughing, you know, and people are laughing around him. Mm. So he doesn't really know he's doing anything wrong. But, but that, you know, I, I don't think he's, he didn't have great parents. Obviously, as you can see in The Elephant Man, they, they weren't even around. But I also think it's like an ironic thing, because when he says, she says, my eyes are up here, and he says, are they? Like, I thought it was, like, deliberate, because in The Elephant Man, once he gets to the disease and stuff... 
it's hard for him to lift yes. his head up. That's really... I didn't think about that. That's so it's really like he, he's, he's almost ironically punished. Well, well, if you want to look at chest height, we'll make your head really heavy so that you can't raise it up. That is really clever. I also think that film's, like, just made at the wrong time. Like, now we've got the Joker, we've got, you yeah. know... I reckon yeah, if Every Boy was made now, people would be all over it. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, I just... I feel that's really a really sad film. Yeah. Like, like hopeless. You just like this guy. This is hopeless. Yeah. God, that's true. Yeah, it doesn't get talked about enough. No. It's really underrated. I think people hated it. People hated it. I think people hated it but never saw it. You know what I mean? People just hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's one of them. Um, What's the film that is meant to be bad? Critics hate it. Most people don't love it. But you're like, fuck you all, this one's brilliant. Other than The Elephant Boy. (laughs) Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, great film. Yeah. I, I suppose it's because we, we watched it when we were kids, so mm-hmm. we were like, what a brilliant film. It was just like a funny film. It's just funny. Rick Mail's just so funny. And I think uh, we, I saw him, I was talking on YouTube just looking at Rick Mail videos mm-hmm. one day, and he was on this talk show in America talking about Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. And it was, it's a real car crash. Really? Yeah, I've never seen Rick Mail be anything other than, you know, adored and loved. Yeah. But he's on this chat show in America, I think it's Letterman. And, I mean, they don't get it. <laughs> and they show it, they sort of show him. And, and he's like, hey, you guys, you see, you know, this is uh, Rick Mel from The Young Ones. You know The Young Ones? And half the audience is sort of like, yeah, yeah, we sort of know it. And, uh, he's, and he's there sort of slagging off the BBC, like, yeah, the BBC don't let us do anything we want. Um, and then they show a clip from the film. And the clip is when he's um, on the floor looking up uh, women's skirts. And he's yeah. like, look, panties. And that's sort of the clip. 
And then it comes back to the studio, and everyone's like, "Okay, so uh, great. That looks that looks great." <laughs> and he, you know, he looks a bit sheepish to be honest. But I mean, I just I don't know. I, I could never not love that film. I, yeah. I think it's the sort of film that you know, if I have kids one day, they'd, they'd probably love it too. Great film. Yeah. And you don't realise when you well, I watched that film as a kid. I just presumed that everyone thought this was a fantastic film. I didn't realise that everyone was going to scrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah weird made by a German or a Dutch director who made like loads of war films it's like that really yeah that and Drop Dead Fred really that yeah. makes sense his the latest Dutch film was called The Bombardment about yeah. some real story of bombing and like you're like okay yeah. you don't get you don't get a lot of films like that I think so it's, it's mad, there's magic to that film yeah mad isn't it mm. what's the film you used to love but you've watched it recently and you've gone oh no this doesn't hold up You've got to be specific with the question here, actually. Okay, what's the... the film you loved years ago, but it okay. does not hold up anymore. All right. What's the film that years ago you used to love it, you loved it so hard, but you've watched it again recently and you've gone, oh, no, I don't like this anymore? Uh, Green Book. <laughs> what? That was like, Green Book's like a year ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So that's years then, isn't it? Okay. If it's more than one, that's years, isn't it? Yeah. Well, still in Green Book. So why are you laughing? So, I think what I'm laughing at is that it took you two years to dislike Green Book. Yeah. But in the last two years, you've come around yeah. <laughs> to Green Book. Yeah. Being, so you, which means that two years when ago, I watched it, yeah, two years liked ago, when I watched the cinema, I thought it was fantastic. Right. I thought, what well, great, I've been really entertained there watching this film. Yeah. Um, enjoyed those characters, their little story. Hmm. I thought, what a lovely film, nice drama. Yeah. Perfect for a Sunday morning, rainy day today. Yeah. You know, two years ago today with this sort of weather. <laughs> Perfect. But now, this like... This Green Book weather. Yeah. But now I watch it and I go, what was I thinking? Mm. That is, that is crazy. It just hasn't aged very well at all. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. No, it has not aged. It, it didn't... Do you know what? It, there's nothing funny about this because you're absolutely right because Green Book aged... Incredibly quickly, like it came out. It won the Oscar. It won the. Listen, it it opened in festivals and people loved it. It won the Oscar years ago. By the time it took to go from a festival to a general release, mm. it had aged. Yeah, badly. Yeah, and I didn't see it coming. You know, because like I said, I was telling everyone to watch this film. <laughs> you told me to see it. Yeah, and then and then. <laughs> A couple of years later, I remember a friend said to me, "Oh, what's that film, Green Book, that you recommended?" Mm. And he went, "It's terrible." And I went, "Yeah, I know." But if you watched it a couple of years ago, it's just, it's times just, they, they do change very quickly, especially with social media now. People's opinions change very quickly. We learn so much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that film's, I mean, it's trash, but um, I did enjoy it at the time. Yeah, that's fair. What's the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily because the film itself is special, but because the experience you had around seeing that film that will make you always remember it. First day, first date, the day you got a job, day you met someone new. Something like that. Um, I went to see a film with my um, nan. She took me to the cinema to see uh, James Bond. Pervy Ghost Nan. Pervy Ghost Nan. Yeah. Uh, went to see uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, Pierce, Bro- Pierce Brosman, uh, James Bond film. Yeah. And we got our tickets and uh, got, got popcorn or whatever. And we walked in and the film had just started. So we had to rush to our seats because the film was like, just starting. Yeah. So we rushed to our seats and we sat down. And we started watching this film, and I was thinking, this is strange. 
And then I realised that we'd actually walked into the wrong film. Right. And we're watching Anaconda. What I later realised was Anaconda. Love that film. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, oh, I better tell Nan we're in the wrong film. Mm. I sort of looked down. <laughs> and her face was, like, so funny. Just like, trying to work out what was going on. And, like, you know, this is like, oh, this is James Bond. Isn't it? It's not like how I used to make them. And I just thought, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> and we watched the whole film. And uh, we come out and I was like, oh, that was great, Mum, wasn't it? You know, hasn't uh, James Bond changed? And, uh, yeah, no, she was obviously confused. She was like, oh, it wasn't what I was expecting at all. And I think to, you know, I think to this day, um, she still doesn't know that she was the wrong film. <laughs> that's a J-Lo film. She had a great time. Yeah. Lady. Yeah. It's a, it's a good film, that, isn't it? I yeah. Think, really I, good. I, I, don't, I, don't actually, I don't actually know if we would have been able to go in. Oh, we probably could have, because it's probably the same rating as a... No, a you're right. Film. You're looking at a 15. Really? If you're out of condo. Really? Yeah. But I think when you're with someone, you can go in. I don't know. Anyway, we, anyway. Uh, we're in there and uh, I, I just I laughed quite a lot during that film just because I was thinking well, it's not James Bond and she hasn't got a clue <laughs> a lot of snakes in Tomorrow Never Dies yeah 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 I'll say well you know yeah, they had that guy with the metal teeth and now they've got the big snake <laughs> <laughs> like what's not to believe it's James Bond uh, what film is the sexiest to you Luke McQueen I uh, have you seen the Woody Allen film Swing Your Bat? Uh, that's one he made like five years ago, six years ago. It's got uh, it's, that's the one with Jerry Hall and Curtis Tigers. The only film Curtis Tigers did. Yeah, and yeah. it's not a great movie. No, but I um, haven't seen it. Have you not? No, it well, it's very experimental. Okay, I, I think it's the first film that was ever released in slow motion. Right. Yeah, that's why I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. Um, you can barely barely make out what people are saying. Yeah. Um, but the, the slow- whole film is slow motion. Yeah. Well, I think uh, this is what I read. When they yeah. finished filming, they realised it was only thirty minutes, right? And they obviously couldn't do anything with it. Uh, so their answer was to release it in slow motion. That might be. So that. it's going at like three to a third. It's of just the speed. Slow, like you can you can work out what they're saying and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the speech and it's no like man. No. Would you please come to the camp? Like, so it's, okay. it's sort of the thing is about it though. It's quite hypnotic, right? And obviously, um, like Jerry Hall, like you're saying, when she's moving slowly, and there is a lot of um, sort of table tennis in it. So yeah. it is it is quite a sexy film, and it's got like this sort of weird cult following now, right? Where um, people talk about it on forums as being like this sort of yeah. If you've seen that film, like yeah, it's really hot. It's like that sort of ASMR thing, right. like, sort of a weird little. Because I read it, I, I'm super, I didn't see it. The thing that made me want to see it, someone said it sounded like a David Lynch film, but then I was like, yeah, yeah, someone yeah. trying to be By like accident. David Lynch puts me off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what... I, I, if that was what he intentionally uh, wanted to do, then um, I guess he's trying to be like David Lynch. But yeah, I heard that it was just that they didn't have enough, didn't have enough tape. And I guess he just doesn't care. He's made so many films, the guy. He probably just no. thinks, well, I'll make a slow motion one now. Yeah, I don't think he cares. He doesn't care. No. Is there a slow motion sex scene in it? No. Just people walking and playing table tennis? People walking, playing table tennis. Um, there is... Um, there's, just, there's just a lot of very small body movements. You just see a lot of that. And, right. Um, there's nothing actually sexy in the film. But it's just, yeah. If, if, you, if you put a film in slow motion, it's, honestly, you could, you could watch A Bug's Life in slow motion and probably get aroused. aroused. It's, yeah, it just... Uh, that's interesting. So you think, yeah, well, that's... that's yeah. So you like slow stuff, mate, it's sexy. Well, I didn't think so. 
but, but, but I'll watch that and, uh, yeah. What? There's a subcategory to this. Yeah. Troubling boners, worrying why dance. What's a film you found arousing you weren't sure you should... I'm going to be honest about this, yeah. and I was, I was a bit worried to be honest about it, yeah. but it was uh, The Woodsman. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Don't laugh. No, I, I appreciate your honesty. It's very brave. Yeah. What part of The Woodsman, the Kevin Bacon film about a paedophile... Well, that's the thing, because I was, I was watching it and I was genuinely concerned because I was, you know, I, I got a boner during the film mm. and obviously the film is about not being able to control yourself being a paedophile. Yeah. So I thought, I might have a problem here. Mm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't speak about it, you know, I was obviously just sort of closed it away. And then about a year later, I watched Footloose. Yeah. And I'd never seen a, uh, a film before with Kevin Bacon in it. And I got a boner again. Oh, and then I was like, fuck. thank goodness, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not God. into kids. I'm just uh, into Kevin Bacon. Oh, my God, that stressed me out. It was such a relief. Have you seen the EE adverts? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. They're good. You must be a mess. Yeah, 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 they are good. Um, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with EE now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the film... That you most relate to? Uh, it's a uh, film called Talk Dirty to Me, porno film. Okay. Uh, it's about a ladies' man who uh, bets his friends that he can seduce any woman and he sets to work uh, seducing the chosen lady during a night out and uh, he wins the bet. <laughs> and that's you? Are you the lady in that story or the ladies' man? Uh, yeah, the ladies' man, yeah. How often do you take bets to seduce women? Well, I don't, I don't do it that much anymore, but right. I have got a 100% record, yeah. Like really? when everyone, Yeah, like when everyone's had a bet with me, I've always gone, yeah, all right, I'll take that bet. And, uh, yeah, so just that film, I thought, yeah, that sort of really spoke to me. Uh, who made that? Is it like a high-end high porno? Yeah. It's a story. Yeah, it's, got a, it's a bit more of the 70s sort of vibe. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it was made in the 90s. And, uh, yeah, so he is quite a cool character. He's right. like, there's a bit more story there. He's, he looks good. Uh, sort of wears sort of uh, red leather. Really? Yeah. Like Eddie Murphy? Yeah, yeah. And delirious. Yeah. Yeah, but a bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit not as tight, you know, sort of almost baggy red leather. Okay. And yeah, the, the women just love him and I uh, thought, yeah, that's me. Do you know what? I've seen you out. That makes sense. Yeah, thanks. What's the film that objectively is the greatest film of all time? I, don't, I mean, my, my favourite film is probably... Um, Maybe, maybe The Prestige. That's probably my favourite film. I don't know how to answer what the greatest film of all time is. It's the Prestige? So that's, that's probably my favourite film. That's a fucking great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you love it so much? Because I, th- I suppose when I watched it, I thought, well, that is what I enjoy most creatively. Like, being able to um, have an idea and just having absolute commitment to an idea. And even if it's sort of ruining your life... <laughs> And I, I, I mean, and I say that, I, I sort of admire that, and I don't mm. think I do that. But, you I know, think I, you do. I, well, no, I, don't, I, I think it would be wrong to ruin your life for an idea, but I do certainly love... Com- I get excited by commitment. And in that film, when he, we can do spoilers in this, can't we? Yeah. When at the end it's, it's revealed that, oh, God, he's literally been pretending to be one person when there's two of them just for this trick, yeah. for this whole life, and the, there's a, a marriage involved in it and prison, you're just kind of going... Well, that is the best example of unbelievable commitment to to what you want to do with your life. Yeah, and that, that's so that's and then, 
Around that as well, obviously, it's, you know, it's a film you can not really escape to. There's fantasy there, good performances, obviously. It's an exciting film to watch, genuinely entertaining. So I don't know what the greatest film was of all, was all time, but that's probably my favourite film. Your thing about commitment, are you good at committing to women as a ladies' man? Yeah, no, if I have a, if I have a, if I have a girlfriend, yeah, I like the idea. Of, I, like the, I like the idea of committing. What about the practice of it? Yes, of course. I think, I think if you, if you cheat in a relationship, and that's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, an absolute nightmare. It was a nightmare. You've ruined it. You've tainted it. Yeah. My only, only tiny issue with The Prestige, yeah. but it is excellent, is that it's a film about a magic trick. Yeah. But the, the twist is it wasn't magic. Yeah, but I... But the, as in, no, the twist is there is magic. Yeah. Like, as in, there is a... You're waiting for this big reveal, and the reveal is, well, he's sort of... There's a bit of... I can't remember. He's cloning himself, or, so, you know, there's something... Is yeah. That right? Is there magic? I'm confused myself. I don't think I understand it. I don't think there is actually magic. I think they... Well, they, they find that weird machine, but I don't, I don't think that ever works. Right. Isn't he just sort of killing himself every day? Yeah. Like cloning a new one or something? That's right. Do you know what? I'm not sure I've seen this film. <laughs> We've come full circle. Neither of us understand films. <laughs> I've only watched it once, but I just remember thinking I loved it. Uh, uh, what's the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Go yeah. on. But I, nor, basically, normally I can't stand Tom Hanks. I just can't... I don't know what it is about him. I just can't stand what? Tom Hanks at all. Yeah. Okay. But that is the film, that is the only film where the character that Tom Hanks is playing dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically the only... So I watch it, cause, just because uh, I really dislike him so much. I've just watched it um, a lot. Sometimes, I, you know, I just sort of watch it on, on mute, just to sort of see... Just to watch him Because I don't want, you know, I don't want to sort of like the character. Can I recommend something to you? Yeah. Uh, you need to watch the film Philadelphia. You What's will that? absolutely love it. Is that Tom Hanks? Yeah, it's Tom Hanks dying slowly of AIDS for two hours. Really? Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Okay. Is, when did that come out? Recently? No, it's, it's like old. It's like okay. 20 years ago. And it's like a slow, sort of quite... He gets ill over time, is it? Yeah, he has he has AIDS quite early on in the film and is, is, you know, he's fighting a legal case. That sounds ideal. Yeah. He's progressively iller. Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. Thanks. We don't like to be negative. What's the worst film you've ever seen? Taking into account how difficult it is to make films. Yeah. What's the film that you have enjoyed the least? Uh, Godfather, because I shot myself halfway through. Finally, someone speaking the truth about The Godfather. What's the... <laughs> <laughs> what's the... Uh, you're in comedy. What's the film that made you laugh the most? Oh, a film called Vote For Me which is a foreign language film again, French. You must have... This is sort of... A, it's quite well known, this one. Oh, OK. It's got Jared Depper doing it, and I'm yeah. not saying that as, like, a joke. Yeah. Because he is in every French film, but yeah, he is yeah. also in Vote For Me. I love... When I saw this film, I, um, I was, like, so jealous, in a way. Yeah. Because I've always had this sort of... I've actually pitched this before in a meeting where someone said, what TV show do you want to make? And... I've had this fantasy of basically taking something that exists yeah. and then totally sort of ruining it, basically. Um, so uh, the best example would be something like EastEnders. Yeah. I it would be an absolute dream come true if they just let me write an episode of EastEnders, just one episode. Yeah. 
and but but they put it out at normal time, and so everyone's watching it. But suddenly, just mad stuff's happening. Like what? Like um, you know, uh, someone's just invisible. But like, you've had, you've been watching this character for twenty years, and suddenly they're they're, just, they're invisible, and you're not explaining any of it. Um, and yeah, that's sort of. I mean, I have actually pitched that, and they obviously said, there's no way you can do that, stop being stupid. Which is a shame, because no one's got any ambition. But anyway, this film, watch this film, Vote For Me. Yeah. And it reminded me of that a little bit, because um, it's sort of, for 60 minutes, it's a perfectly good film, normal film, amusing, yeah. but, you know, quite, quite slow. And it's about some parents of uh, some school children, they're trying to get voted on as like, the head of the uh, committee or something. Yeah. Uh, but basically, yeah, they, they've written 60 minutes of the script. It's almost like it's got a different writer. Yeah. And then they destroy it. The main character suddenly turns into a pig. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and no one references it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, like, I've, I've, I mean, for an hour you're sort of just pedalling along, but the last half an hour I was in tears. And that is definitely, that's definitely the most I've laughed at a film. It's so you've got to check it out. Vote for me. So funny. And there's, there's other stuff that happens as well, but, yeah, sort of really making something good and then destroying it, I think, is such a fantastic thing to do. And it doesn't get done enough because everyone's boring. You need to see Lost Highway. Yeah? Yeah. Bill Pullman, for an hour, is the lead character, and then Bill Pullman goes to sleep and he wakes up and he's bath as our gay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to watch that. You're going to love that. Yeah. Great. It's really great. Luke McQueen. You've yeah. been excellent. Have you enjoyed being a guest on Films to be Buried With? Uh, I regret every word. Okay. <laughs> when you... <laughs> when you um, went to Soho Farmhouse with your mate, Roger yeah. Shirley, who yeah. you had literally just apologised for stealing his trousers many years ago. Yeah. You literally said, I apologise. He said, apology accepts your guy's Soho Farmhouse. He said, yeah, that sounds nice. You went, it was drizzling. But your favourite kind of water was calm. You could look brave, but not be brave. Yeah. Um, and a very attractive woman, she walked past. You didn't know her. You never met her before. Yeah. And she went, I'm going for a swim. Do you want to join me? Right. And you didn't hesitate. You thought, well, this is what Soho Farmhouse is, right? People leave, go out here yeah. to have like orgies or whatever yeah. in sheds. And you got in the pool with this beautiful woman. And she said, hey... I've got a fun idea. Yeah. Let's do a conversation so you can hold their breath along it. Yeah. Okay, but she went under for literally three seconds. She came up and oh, I'm terrible at this. You go. You went under. She climbed on your shoulders, mm. held you down, grabbed some rocks from the side, put them onto your back. You were on the floor. She put one on your head. Yeah. Smashed your head into the ground. Oh, God. Put a giant... You didn't know... You don't remember any of this because no. as far as you know, you don't yeah. remember... She got a, a really big rock. Did she? Climbed out the pool, oh, no. dropped it in, and it went straight onto your skulls, crushed it against the tiles. What's she doing all this for then? The, she's mad. Yeah, and then she and then she uh, got another rock and crushed it onto your mm. ass, and your your pelvis just went yeah. against. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, I've had trouble with my pelvis anyway. Anyway, about no one noticed because the rain. No one else was outside. Mm. She went back in. Got together with Roger. The two of them now have babies and live in the Maldives. Mm. Uh, I got called to say farmhouse because Luke had gone missing. And like, where's Luke? Where's he been? Luke came. We were like, where's Luke? You ain't seen him in ages. Yeah. Anyway, go outside to the pool and there's your body absolutely fucked mm. and swollen from all the water and the chlorine purple. You were massive. You were absolutely massive. We drained the pool. We had to get a fucking crane 
to winch you out. You'd bloated so much. I'm sticking pins in you trying to get something down, but it's just yeah. so solid. Oh, anyway, Sorry, mate. put you in a coffin mm. that I'd got for the right size for you, but you were, I mean, I'd say six times the size you were before. We're having to hack you up. You're like a whale, like bits of whale meat. Oh, right. Just hack you up. Oh, just, just sploshing it all in this coffin. Lou's jumping on it like you're fucking trying to make wine out of grapes. You You've know been watching too many Tarantino films, mate. Yeah, we put it, <laughs> we put you in. Anyway. It's absolutely round in there. Yeah. There's no room. Right. There's only enough room for yeah. one DVD that we can slide into the side with okay. you. You can take to the other side. On the other side, it's movie night every night. One night, it's your movie night. What movie are you taking to show everyone in heaven? Mahatsaki. Thank you, Luke. They're going to love that. No one else brought it. You've been a wonderful guest. Is there anything you'd like to tell people to look out for? Just Google me. Okay. Google Luke McQueen. Or Twitter. Just go on Twitter. Go on Twitter. I don't, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, have a wonderful time in the storm. Thanks, mate. Pleasure. Bye. So that was episode 117. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 15 minutes of chat and secrets with Luke. Go to Apple Podcasts, and if you can, give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why. It's a lovely thing to read. I keep looking at them. They make me cry. It's brilliant. Thank you so much to Luke for doing the show. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAST for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come join me next week where my guest will be another hero. So that is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.